Hello, this is Pastor Randy, and in this podcast, I'd like to discuss life as bread. Is there anything more ordinary than bread? Everywhere you go in the world, there is some kind of version of bread. The French have their croissants. Latin countries have their tortillas. Germans have their rote. And Americans have their sliced white bread. It is the building block of a meal, a staple in every diet. It was this way in the world of the Bible, too. Bread was a common, ordinary meal. It is the very commonness of this bread that makes it the perfect metaphor for our lives. If we are honest, most of us do what is ordinary. Like bread, it is ordinary. Maybe that is how you see yourself. Maybe you have settled for a life that may not matter that much. Or you are living with an unsustainable manic drive, grasping and grabbing for something that always feels just out of reach. Maybe you are wrestling with an unkind voice, the one that says that you just do not matter, that you are less than and never will be enough. Well, I have the good news for you. There is more to this life than what you see. Throughout Scripture, we discover nothing is as common as it seems, not even bread. Bread fell from heaven as the sign of God's provision. Bread became a metaphor for the law of the Lord. Jesus fed the multitudes with loaves of bread and referred to himself as the bread of life. Then on the night that he was handed over to suffering and death, Jesus took bread. He blessed it, broke it, and he gave it to his disciples as a picture of his body being given for the life of the world. Luke records the story in his gospel. It starts in Luke chapter 9, starting with verse 10. Luke chapter 9, verses 10 through 12. When the apostles returned, they described for Jesus what they had done. Taking them with him, Jesus withdrew privately to a city called Bethsaida. When the crowds figured it out, they followed him. He welcomed them, spoke to them about God's kingdom, and healed those who were sick. When the day was almost over, the twelve came to him and said, Send the crowd away so that they can go to nearby villages and countryside and find lodging and food, because we are in a desert place. We observe several things here. First of all, the needs of the people are overwhelming. Secondly, resources are in short supply. The impulse to send the people away is not necessarily uncompassionate. It is also practical. If we are honest, this is how we also feel when we see the needs of our friends, 
families and neighbors and the world. It can all feel so overwhelming. Turn on the news and we are bombarded by more tragedies and hardships. Scroll through Facebook and you see the difficult doctor's diagnoses or unexpected losses that people you know are dealing with. A simple sad face emoji will not cut it. What can you really do? Is it just too much? And on top of that, you've got your own stuff to deal with. Your own life is no walk in the park either. In Luke, chapter 9, verses 13 through 17, he replied, You give them something to eat. But they said, We have no more than five loaves of bread and two fish, unless we go and buy for all these people. They said this because about 5,000 men were present. Jesus said to his disciples, Seat them in groups of about 50. They did so, and everyone was seated. He took the five loaves and two fish, looked up to heaven, blessed them, and broke them, and gave them to the disciples to set before the crowd. Everyone ate until they were filled, and the disciples filled twelve baskets with the leftovers. Jesus blessed the bread, Jesus broke the bread, Jesus gave the bread. Those three actions changed the whole story. A desolate place became a place of abundance. A desert became a banquet. A story that began with not enough ended with there being more than enough. This is what happens when Jesus takes something that we think is just ordinary like bread, and blesses it, breaks it, and gives it. Jesus took bread, blessed it by giving thanks to the Father, broke it, and gave it. Bread in the hands of Jesus is blessed, broken, and given. And so it is for you. Your life is common and ordinary as bread in Jesus' hands becomes something more. In the hands of Jesus, your life becomes blessed. This blessedness is not about accumulating or achieving more. Blessedness is about having your true identity recovered and your true calling revealed. It is to be given a new name. Once you were a sinner, now you are a saint. Once you were far off, and now you are a cherished family member. In the hands of Jesus, your life becomes broken. There are several different kinds of brokenness. There's a brokenness that comes from our frailty, our finiteness, our limitations. And there's a brokenness that comes from our own failure, our sin, our participation in the spread of wickedness. And there is brokenness that is in the pain of living in a fallen world, our suffering and pain. 
that all these kinds of brokenness can be placed in Jesus' hands. When you place the brokenness of your failure, frailty, and suffering in Jesus' hands, you become open to the grace of God. This brokenness is not about wallowing in your sin or fixating on how miserable you are. To be broken is to allow the grace of God to humble you, to lead you into vulnerability with others and to transform your heart. Brokenness becomes open in the hands of Jesus. After all, bread that is not broken cannot be shared. In the hands of Jesus, your life becomes given. You realize you are not here for yourself. Life with Jesus is deeply personal, but never private. The openness that comes from being broken is meant to lead you outward. There is a hunger in the world around us, a deep groan for something more. When your life becomes blessed and broken in Jesus' hands, He gives you out of your life for the world. You become the very others find the bread of life. But to be that way, you must first experience the blessing and embrace the brokenness. Only then will you be consecrated to bring change to in powerful ways. In Luke 9, verse 16, He took the five loaves and the two fish, looked up to heaven, blessed them, and broke them, and gave them to the disciples to sit before the crowd. One of the remarkable things about this story is that Jesus gives the bread back to the disciples. If he did the miracle of multiplication, surely he could have done the miracle of distribution. Why involve all the disciples at all? Because that is what God does. God makes human beings in His image to reflect His rule into the world. From the beginning, God chose to involve humans as His collaborators. Jesus had told the disciples to give the people something to eat. They wanted to send the people away. The disciples saw the crowd as the problem. Jesus saw the crowd as the disciples' responsibility. And now, because of Jesus' miraculous blessing, what was not enough has become more than enough. And the worried disciples were willing to be bearers of bad news to hungry people now because the care is of good news to those same people. That is what Jesus does. He blesses us and takes our brokenness and turns it into something that can be for the good of someone else purpose is restored. The calling is back on track. Blessedness and brokenness are for, the, for, are for the sake of givingness. In Luke chapter 9 verse 11, when the crowds figured it out, they followed him. He welcomed them, spoke to them about God's kingdom, and healed those who were sick. You see, Jesus is the host. 
Jesus welcomed the people. Jesus taught the people. Jesus healed the people. Jesus fed the people. Jesus prepares the feast. Not only is Jesus the one who welcomes the people, Jesus feeds them. With Jesus, there is always an abundance. More and more and more. Grace is always more. In Luke chapter 9, verse 17, Everyone ate until they were full, and the disciples filled twelve baskets with the leftovers. Jesus turned a desolate place into a place of abundance. That is what Jesus does. And so the question is, do we see it? Do we see the world as Jesus sees it? This is all Jesus' work. And that is really good news. You do not have to be epic. You do not have to be spectacular. You can be bread. Just as bread seems common and ordinary, but is actually crammed full of glory, so your life is actually miraculously and holy. This is what happens when Jesus takes us into his hands. The whole earth is full of God's glory. God, the holy God, the God who is above and beyond everything and everyone else. His glory is filling not only the heavens, but also the earth. Think about that for a moment. Isaiah said, God is holy and his glory fills the earth. God is not only above and beyond his creation, he is also somehow within it. God is holy and he is filling the common with glory. The heavens are open above the earth. But for us, then, we glimpse sometime something. It may be a dream or a heavenly vision. It may simply be a spark, a surge of joy, or a flash of awe. We bump against the mystery and wonder of it all. Our imaginations are awakened, and we see it. God is here. God has been here the whole time. The heavens are open. The whole earth is full of his glory. This is not just the sun signaling the start of a new day. It is the witness of the steadfast love of God that will always break the darkness of night. That is not just a dinner with friends. It is the music of laughter reminding us that we are not alone. This is not just the sound of a baby crying in the night and robbing us asleep. That is the evidence that your child is loved, that she believes you will care for her. These are the gifts from God, ordinary yet extraordinary, earthly and yet filled with glory. It is true, the whole earth is full of his glory. Place your life in Jesus' hands. Your ordinary can be crammed full of glory. Your not-enoughness can become more than enough. Your everyday can become full of purpose. This is Pastor Andy saying God bless you.